we're back once more for another conversation with... Oh, no cheese this time. I guess it's just Tugboat. Wow, this is going to be a lonely one. Oh, wait, that's not true. I've got the GRP on the line. GRP! I'm back. Back for another one. Says he won't be quiet. You be the judge. See how I did my intro radio voice for the intro to this time? Excellent. That's uh, I've been working on that for months. That's that's as good as it gets right there. <laughs> months months of hard work. Really <laughs> paying off. Paying off for the tugboat. Really paying those bills with all the hard work hard months of work. Yeah. Hard work months. All that voice work you're getting now. Month hard work. Uh, I'm sure there's two or three more permutations I can do of those words, but I'm not going to try and sort it out right now. Because we are live on the air. <laughs> We're not live at all. We can do whatever we want, and the guy that does the editing will take care of it. Yep. Leave it to the edit room. We'll edit that out. Or you we'll, will. Yeah, we'll edit Someone all out. Somebody will edit this up. It'll be fine. Um, he will. He hasn't anything else to do. Yeah, it's true. He's not so busy that he can't even join into a podcast that bears his his name. Or whatever. Pfft, classic cheese. <laughs> um, speaking of cheese, let's uh, continue our discussion that we started last week. Uh, we got into Star Wars and... Really, last week we focused on Cheese and his impressions and all his problems with Star Wars. And uh, I think it was towards the end we kind of said, Well, uh, how does it influence other people? Star Wars is huge! Uh, Pop culture! And then we said, Oh, we're at 50 minutes. Shut it down. So now we're going to take the time to dig in a little more. Really dive into the material. And I'm going to do it a little bit in interview format, and GRP can strike back like the Empire with any questions he has. But uh, that's going to be the way that we uh, we line it up for this week. If you don't like it, well, too bad. It's for free, so shut up. Um, so, GRP, um, we talked about it last time, and I think neither of us remembered the exact age or time or setting or audience that we viewed it with but when about did uh, you first have a gander at the old Star Wars films well well the old Star Wars films I guess uh, it was just one of those things you kind of grew up with I feel like I feel like my dad liked them a little bit enough to be in the house I feel like I maybe watched it at someone else's house too and it was just Several influences of that led to me being familiar with it and then just liking it. And then when the new ones came out, I saw them as they came out. So that, uh, that's how I saw those ones. So roughly what age? Were you like a six, seven years old or more impressionable, 10, 12? Um, but like first, first experience with it, I would, yeah, I would maybe guess. Yeah, seven or eight. Okay, so pretty influential then. So do you think that it, it influenced you? Do you think it 
it it got to you a little bit trying to change the core of the GRP? <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, like, uh, I'm obviously a fairly big fan of Star Wars, I'd like to think, and I'm not ashamed of that. I have t-shirts <laughs> showing that I am a fan. Uh, I'm not super embarrassed or anything like that by it. Um, it like, influenced me. It's not like, yeah. I don't know, I, I kind of, uh, at a young age, I wanted to be an evil empire and destroy the galaxy, but I kind of wore off. Oh. Hey, thank goodness for that. I think most it people... Wasn't la- it wasn't a lasting influence. I would, I would think that most people would probably uh, see the other, the other side of it, try to be more like Luke and think that they were going to be a hero and save the galaxy. I know for the tugboat, that was likely the case. Uh the old daydreams and playing outside, you always want to be the hero and, uh, and save the day. I, I know I used to have my wooden lightsaber and take on uh, hay bales, that's for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't see what was coming. Yeah, well, probably because it doesn't have eyes and is more or less an inanimate object, but yeah, I... What size, what size are these hay bales? Like, oh, they're like the, the big full rounds. Meters? The f- can't be, couldn't be bigger than two meters, could they? No, they're, uh, I think they're five feet, five foot diameter. Yeah. Size of a womp rat, or? Oh, I think it would be bigger than a womp rat. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> no, no Chewbacca in terms of height, but, uh, maybe like a, like a really fat Greedo, or possibly a shorter Jabba. Uh. That'd probably be about the size of it, but. Yeah, I have fond memories of climbing up into the top of the barn, running up ladders and climbing down and making the noises. And it was a pretty sweet day. And I, I think I was waiting for the bus. Somehow I was at Admiral Bonesaw's house. And uh, we had an aluminum baseball bat and we hit it against the guide wire of the hydro post. And it made the exact same laser sound as a starfighter. And. Uh, that was a pretty fantastic uh, discovery. L- in later years, when watching the special features, I learned that that is the exact thing that they used to make those noises. They used a wooden oh, yeah. stick and just hit uh, taut wires, real taut ones, and uh, adjusting the tautness, they could make uh, different noises that they used in the movies. That was the original movies, not the CGI and computer-influenced business. Yeah, it was uh, in the old days where they used the models and had little Muppets and, and plastic characters that they just put in the background. The real Yeah. When they were true artists. Yep. Um, R2 was driven by a little person. Yeah, I think a lot of them. I think there was quite a few little people that prospered from the making of that film. I'm thinking about the Ewoks specifically. Because uh, they were 100% people dressed up in sweet costumes. <laughs> that would have been. Imagine how sweaty that would be out in the forest. I'm sure it was humid. Yeah. Oh, no question. Just ruining those expensive costumes that uh, Jim Henson created, probably. Probably. Um. So it didn't really didn't really influence you other than a short-lived try to take over the world fantasy 
a lot of people would relate more to Luke and kind of this one person against the world. Uh, do you think going forward, and I, I mean, we're experiencing it now, so maybe not going forward, but having God here, do you think that has negative repercussions? Um, Just that um, mentality I'm of... Yeah, of kind of seeing yourself as a hero and you're against the the whole world and you have to conquer the world. No, no, because like I guess it is fairly similar to real life. Like you, at some at times you may think it's just it's you against the world, but then you have your your rebel alliance that uh, that supports you and you know red leaders there and gold leader and. Everyone else. You Porky got or whatever his name was. Porkins and Dak and all your friends. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't Dak but, you know, die? Like, you know, there's, there's challenges that you have to, uh, to like, you know, face yourself. And then there's, uh, like, you know, father issues and whatnot. And then there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's the challenges you can go at with your friends. Do, do you think, what, what if I put it this way? What about... Um, it, it's common knowledge, and there's there is papers on it now about how millennials have grown up in this culture of kind of you know being told they're special and you know they're basically the chosen one and they're the best in the world. Do you think that has any influence on their feeling that they're special, or, or probably more towards their parents treating them like that? Do you think there's any any tie there? Or am I just blowing? Uh, hot exhaust out of my tugboat. No, uh, I think there's, I think there's a bit of, there can be negative reproduction, uh, repercussions. There's no, I wouldn't say there's any issue with supporting the children. Um, but if, uh, if, if, if failure has to be experienced as well, but, I believe. Yeah, as far as I know, no. you're, you're not supposed to support no, your children yeah, yeah. at all. You're supposed to be as, cruel and heartless to them as you can to make them grow up hard, right? Is that uh, just me? <laughs> I might just be you. And uh, that, I was wondering, did, did, do you think you related more to Luke because he was uh, uh, a little farm boy and didn't have bigger aspirations than, you know, moisture farming and you grew up on a farm? Yeah, we didn't we didn't farm much in the way of moisture, and I never really saw myself as becoming any kind of star pilot. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think I really did because I didn't. Uh, I I maybe went one rung up the ladder from, you know, just the moisture farmer to maybe a guy that uh, makes new equipment for the for Uncle Owen and uh, Aunt Beru. That that class of people. I don't think I I had like if I had aspirations to be uh, like I guess movie stars would be the new star pilots or maybe just straight up air forcemen, but um, no, never really didn't get that far. I think the country lifestyle maybe uh, could tie into it a little bit more of that kind of growing up on the farm and the isolation and yeah, I see where you're going with it. Maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll give you a maybe. So, so you graduated from Luke to Jawa. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Travel in yeah, single course. file. Nice job. Yeah. Just, Travel around. 
Yeah, but only in single file to hide my numbers. No, that's the that's the sand people. Yeah, it's true. The Jawas drive those giant, like, and they drive the same vehicle, and it looks like the exact same one between yeah, the, like, the two like different. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> I, I'm a Jawa. I uh, have bright glowing eyes. Okay, check. I enjoy wearing hoods. Check. Yeah, I think you nailed it there, GRP. There you go. Um, everyone, everyone knows you're a short man. Yeah, very sure. short. Uh, short-tempered as well. Love bartering. <laughs> um, just so people don't get a bad taste and think that we're picking on the movies, um, I think, personally, that that kind of millennial feels special if that's even a thing. They balance that off with stormtroopers and having them just be kind of like, I don't know, I look at them, if you're trying to make it into some kind of sociological thing, they would be the masses um, just because they're, you know, homogenous and just do as they're told and influenced by greater powers. Do you think that uh, that could be a, like a real fit or am I just a conspiracy theorist now? Um, no, it's got some uh, some merit to it. I think uh, that although Luke, you know, was he's the chosen one, and he's all special and all that kind of thing. He's the one who saves the day in the end. It wasn't without hardship, right? Like he, yeah, he certainly, you know, he lost a hand. He he had several times where Yoda is like, nope, not ready, nope, not ready. You are. Yeah, and I think just the the painful part of finding out that his father is the most evil entity in the galaxy, or a second most evil, that would yeah. that'd probably suck. Imagine that happened when you're on the like on the schoolyard, on the seesaw or something, and all the other kids find out that your dad's Vader. That'd be brutal. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I can. I can't even. I can't. Cheese would be good here to come up with something, but I can't. Uh, come up with something that a kid would say to another kid in that situation without it being just horrible, like beyond what we can say on this podcast, which is rated well, explicit. I'm sure we could censor into it, but it, it, it's unnecessary. Yeah, well, we can change gears. I'll pose another question to the GRP. Um, do you think Star Wars in general is a good moral template for these young influential minds, particularly the ones that saw it in the kind of first run. And then like, like yourself that watched the new movies as they came out. Yeah, I think so. It's very, very clear cut, uh, good versus evil. Yep. Um, it's very, um, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, it's very easy to tell the sides of the good, bad versus Sides apart. I guess the new ones are a little more, uh, a little more kind of figure it out yourself if you don't pick it up straight away. You got evil may be hidden amongst people that seem good, but in the old ones, it's, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, good. they start, they start bad, they stay bad, and they finish bad. Good 
Yeah, I guess the, I guess with Vader. with Vader redeeming himself, but what about the Emperor? He was just basically a rotten egg right from the start. So that I guess it shows that there's a range of evilness that can be redeemed. I don't know. We we're probably digging deeper than we need to on that. But here's another yeah. uh, another one for you to chew on, have a little nibble. Um, do you think it teaches respect for your elders? Kind of, you know, Luke gets trained by Obi Wan, and at the start he doesn't listen to him, and he's kind of a crazy old man. And then he sees kind of some of the stuff he can do, and what he's teaching him isn't all BS, and pays attention and then he has a similar thing with Yoda where he thinks he's a crazy creature in the woods but actually he's the one of the last Jedi masters um yeah I think that's a little bit of a weaker storyline or uh plot yeah lesson uh, part yeah plot line um I don't think that's what they were going for with so as you know I was reading a lot of He-Man stuff before we started um, and wasn't. what who wasn't well probably 99% of the population of the planet but <laughs> but uh, at, least. <laughs> at least 99 no the every episode of He-Man ends with like a moral of the story and they go back through in case you were an idiot and missed it and replay all the parts in like 30 seconds and one of the characters explains it out for you so that you know even the dumbest kids could figure it out that's nice i wish george lucas would have done that I, i really wish that george lucas would have taken the time to do that and have like well, probably just Chewy, because that would be the most hilarious. Try and explain it and have, like, subtitles. Actually, it would be funny if they just had subtitles at any time for Chewy. Because Han... And it was just, it was just, like, phonetically what he was saying, too, so it didn't get any further explanation. Yeah. Or, or, or it did, because usually Han kind of interprets for the audience what he's trying to say, like... Yeah, I know that it looks like that, buddy, but here's blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm Harrison Ford. I'm going to die soon or whatever. And, uh... What do you mean it's broken? Yeah. Uh, imagine if they if he just didn't do that. I don't know. It'd be a different movie, I guess, but... Um... I got another one for you to nibble on, too. Another kind of message or take-home, I guess, from the movie. Moral, maybe. Um, do you, do you think it gives the influential uh, viewers kind of a, an idea of how you should be treating your fellow man? Um, like, particularly the, so. the Jedi way. Yeah, 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 it teaches a lot about caring for others and, and um, selflessly defending good, I guess. Um, I think now that I'm like, kind of thinking about this and the lessons to be learned, there's a, there's a, a great range of personalities in the, in the different characters, even in the in the main characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have, you have arrogance, you have, um, you have determination, and like, Leia's pretty determined and stubborn a little bit. Uh, Luke's 
Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. He, he's really run the gamut and covered most of the bases with uh, with the main characters. I would say. I don't know. How would you how would you rope three PO into that? I think he's kind of just like a, like somebody that just does their job to the letter and doesn't worry about like the kind of human consequences of it. Um, yeah, well, as a as an avid viewer of Parking Wars in the morning, I would say that he's kind of like the meter maid of life, where he just you know does his duty, does it to the letter, and doesn't worry about repercussions. Whereas R two is kind of more forward looking. Um, we're really, really hitting on the original three. Are there any characters from the, the newer movies that you'd think would fit into this? Like any, any particular personality types that jump out at you? Um, I'm sure there's something you can pull from Anakin. He, he wants, he wants, he's, well, I guess he's been told, you know, he, he's the one. Yeah. And he, I guess it, it's almost frustrating for him that no matter how hard he tries, it's not as perfect as he'd like, kind of thing. And that, that kind of leads to his. So you don't. Do you think that he has maybe a sense of entitlement from him being told that he's the chosen one? Maybe, you know, thinking that he deserves things that they they don't really see fit to give him yet? would probably just be frustrated like why did you bring me all the way here if you're not even gonna bother dicks um i think the last one i want to kind of touch on is you know in terms of the treatment of fellow man and and how jedis are very selfless and they don't want possessions and they don't want excitement or whatever the other one was. Um, do you think that's too extreme of a kind of lifestyle guideline? Um, like, well, like, yeah. like yeah, Jedi's, like how they, they're not allowed to love. They're not allowed to crave excitement and adventure. I think was the other one. Yeah. I think well, you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of that with Anakin, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was the worst at being a Jedi sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think... For, for, do you, for the most obvious reason, and then for some of the other subtle, more subtle reasons. I guess they, I guess they get around the that. The fact that he killed 
Yeah. Yeah. Didn't help. Do you think they kind of get around that in the movie by not really expressing that everyone's a human and kind of having the alien, so you can't just say, well, it's human nature for us to want to, you know, have adventure and carry on and, you know, have experiences and stuff like that and do things that we want to do. They just kind of, you know, too bad. This is the way it is. You think they get well, it? I think it, it's kind of, uh, it's an elite group, right? Right. It's like, uh, let's say the Night's Watch or something. Like, it's, it's something that you, you choose over those things. You choose to be a Jedi for the, for the greater good. I think it would be even more elite than the Night's Watch because you have to choose oh, it. Would, it. it would be. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying it, it, uh, it's, um, they understand that they could, they could not be a Jedi and they can love and they can, you know, do what they want, but that's, that's not the Jedi mentality to begin with. Yeah, I guess, like, number one, you have to kind of be eligible to be asked to be a Jedi by having, you know, high enough midichlorian counts or whatever criteria yeah. they use to decide if you're trainable. And then, you know, you, you make that choice as a child for most of them. That's kind of intense. Yeah. I'm not sure I could make a decision for the rest of my life when I'm, like, three. But then again, okay. I'm not a Jedi. Maybe if the Force was helping me, I'd make the right choice. Yeah. Do you think there's, yeah. like, do you think there's Jedi dropouts? Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like it would make sense that there are. Guys that get into their teenage years and start to rebel, and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to love, and I crave adventure. And then they, like, drop out, and they do, like we said Obi-Wan would do, and just hit up local bars and do, like, little parlor tricks and use the Force to steal stuff. Quite possibly. I'm a, I'm a, I've never thought of that before, but... I'm sure there's fan fiction describing situations like that. Like, now I'm starting to think, and I don't confuse me for a, a tracker here, but in the Star Trek movie, like the kind of reboot one with, uh, who's it? Who we'll talk about later. Like J.J. J. Abram one? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll touch on him later, I guess. But, uh, yeah, where the he's kind of in a bar, Kirk is in a bar, and he gets in that fight with those dinks, and uh, the other guy comes and's like, oh, "You should come and try out for Star Trek. Everyone loves it in the space." And uh, yeah, he does. I feel like that bar scenario would be Jedi dropouts, and they just like that's their thing. They just get start fights at bars and destroy everybody because there's no killing in that universe. It's only destroying. Do you notice that that so. Vader and the Emperor never say that they're going to kill anyone? It's always that they're going to destroy them. I guess so. At the end, does the Emperor tell Vader to kill Luke? Yeah, he might. At the end, usually their their threats are always about destroying. So I don't know if that's like ending their life or just like ruining their reputation or credit. Wow, that'd be a fun satire for. Uh, Seth Green and his buddies to do is have Vader say that he's going to destroy someone and then show him like altering the guy's tax records and spreading rumors about him at work. <laughs> that, I would watch that. 
some like high school spoof where he's just Vader's just a mean girl. I will destroy you. <laughs> I would also watch that. <laughs> I would. So, so, so are you confused on whether Vader killed all the people on Alderaan, or <laughs> or just destroyed their their way of life? Just make makes it so no one else wants to hang out with them at lunch. Uh, I don't think that's what happened to Alderaan. I'm pretty sure that Alderaan uh, did not make it to Christmas. No. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So, uh, this whole Jedi thing, you know, we already started into a discussion on it. Um, we I asked if it's too extreme. Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea that people are living their lives like that in reality? And what possible cons in terms of pros and cons? And once again, still don't know what cons means. Um, what what do you think there is in terms of negatives from from people doing that in reality? Um, perhaps so. Like, what's someone who would do that in reality? Like, there's no real comparison. Well, there's there's people that are living as quote-unquote Jedis, where they, you know, do the Jedi way and basically give away their possessions and are totally selfless and just want to help people and, you know, follow the basic tenets of the Jedi religion, which I'm sure they've looked up and read. I have not. But, oh, uh, so they say, they say that they're Jedi? Yeah, that's, they put their religion as Jedi. Oh. That's, so. uh, other than social rejection, do you think there's any other negatives or or cons? No, no, not really. Yeah. As long as they don't start thinking that they have special powers, and then uh, I guess you would probably more more than likely hurt yourself, assuming that you're more powerful. I think. Like, oh, you know, Obi Wan did that twenty foot jump. Sure, I can make it too. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they're that that much of <laughs> lunatics, but I find it kind of interesting that they do that because some of my and and not to make it a religious discussion, but some of my readings into and we've alluded to it in previous podcasts. But um, in my younger days, I used to do a lot of ancient religion and ancient history studies, and found that early versions of Christianity were just disturbingly similar to George Lucas's Jedi religion where it's, you know, be kind to your fellow man, uh, don't covet things, don't you know, you don't seek adventure and you don't try and get experiences you just live a nice humble life in service of your your god or the force in this case I think that's the basis of a lot of religions probably all of them
thought I don't know if it I don't know if it's overtly referred to as religion, but I mean there's the Jedi Temple and, and all the imagery and everything is there. Um they're kinda like monks, yeah. they only wear one color usually. Um yeah, I don't know if they actually ever called it out specifically as Jedi religion. They just always just call it the Jedi's. Yeah, I guess that's true. It has a lot of uh similarities. Yeah, it's like a religion without being a religion. Right. That's why it's such a... way of life. Yeah, such a neat movie. Um, Speaking of movies, as we sail past the 30-minute plateau here, um, I want to ask you an important question. One that you want me to ask. What are your expectations for the new film? They're high. <laughs> well, I'd say primarily because, um, well, actually, no, so at first I, I, um, I got new movies coming out, and they are a new trilogy, I guess, is coming out, and uh, they said, like, oh, the, the old cast is coming back from the first trilogy, and, um, but Disney kind of owns us now, so Disney's running the show, and, uh, that's what's gonna happen. Stay tuned. And you're kind of thinking like, there is so much that could go wrong with that with that mentality when you're making a sequel. Yep. Oh, let's just bring everyone back. It'll be the same as the first one, and then everyone will love it just like the first one, which never happens. Um, but then when the teasers come out and the trailer came out, it was kind of like, oh man. Oh man, it looks it looks good. Um, I'm excited. When you first heard that Disney got it, was, was there any apprehension or concern? No, I wasn't too worried about it. There's a lot of Disney's got their hands in a lot of pockets, so it's kind of a. It's not every Disney movie is, you know, Mickey Mouse or you know, uh, cartoonish Cinderella type stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. I have, like, to, uh, I have like, to admit, I got I got swept up in the in that exact imagery of like just comical or you know them ruining it, and just I was concerned. Uh, I was like, Disney's gonna ruin it. They're gonna turn it into Pixar, and it's gonna be a whole bunch of lovable aliens. It's gonna suck so bad. Well, they didn't help themselves out. Like when they announced that they bought it, they freaking had you know Mickey come on stage and Goofy was dressed like Darth Vader and. Freaking all this can, it's just like oh well that's that's comforting that's what it's gonna yeah. be now yeah it's like oh great now it's gonna be like Muppets do Star Wars thanks that's yeah. actually what the first one was but anyways um, <laughs> and then uh, then they announced that they got J J Abrams to come in what was your thoughts about that uh, I think he'll do a good job he's he, yeah. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, or I don't know a lot about uh, earlier Star Trek, like the show or anything, but I believe he did a good job with the Star Trek stuff. Yeah, and, that's uh, that's the consensus, is that he handled that very well, so that's why he was chosen to be the one to kind of guide this series into yeah. into its next chapter. I think, I think it'll, it'll go well. Yeah, I feel I like... Think it'll, it'll be good. When he when I found out that he was the one doing it and kind of some of his 
people that he works with normally, I kind of felt a lot better. I was like, oh, okay, well, it's probably in decent hands now. Yeah. And then I heard uh, on Kevin Smith does his podcast, and I listened to I've listened to that for years, and I guess. And he had leaked it. I don't forget where he leaked it, but he was on set. I think they were in in London or somewhere, and he was on set. And they like let him. He was supposed to be super secretive about all this, but he just couldn't help it. He told people he didn't reveal anything about the movie itself. Just a few details, like he said he was on set, and they let him go on the Millennium Falcon, and it was just like it blew his mind because. You know, when he was a kid, that was such a big deal. The Millennium Falcon and Han Solo and Chewie. And they let him actually walk on it and, like, go in the cockpit and stuff. He's like, oh, my God, I'm on the Millennium Falcon. Not going to lie, I would probably do that, too. But um, uh, That would be pretty awesome. I would enjoy that. Yeah, he said that. Well, he, he said just being on the sets and seeing the Millennium Falcon and kind of some of the stuff that they were doing, just, like, blew his mind and made him like just unbelievably excited for the new movie so that's good yeah that and and like you said the the teasers and the trailers have been pretty uh pretty mind-blowing just makes you go it just it basically makes me pant almost like i just start breathing very (laughs) quickly and my eyes get gigantic it's bad yeah i'm sure my I recently watched the new uh, Jurassic World, and uh, Jurassic Park is probably my favorite movie of all time, the original one. So there's definitely moments watching the movie where it was like, oh my god, there it is, there's the raptor, yeah, yeah. Did they did they give like kind of little nuggets, callbacks to the original series at all? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really absolutely. anticipating they do, they did that with Star Trek. From what I understand, um, also in the same boat as you, not a big fan, uh, not really familiar with the lore and whatnot of it, but um, I can hold my own, I guess, in a discussion, especially about the next generation, long live Picard. Um, so yeah, um, I feel like they did a lot of little callback things like that, and they did it between the the old movies and the new movies for Star Wars. So I can only see this as having twice as much material to call back to. Yeah, as long as they don't overdo it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which I don't, I don't think they will. Um, uh, have you have you read into any of the potential like, plot lines for the new one? Like, yeah, so I accidentally, like a couple of years ago when I worked in the office, um, as you know, I had a bit of spare time from time to time, so... I would do some <laughs> random perusing on Wikipedia over lunch or what have you, and I stumbled upon a trilogy of scripts that I felt were written by fans. Um, and from what I've heard, the new movies basically follow those scripts. So I'm kind of hoping, part of me hopes that it's not the case and that I haven't already read the movies. But part of me hopes that I did, and I'm just like far ahead of other people. I'm like, oh yeah. I knew that was going to happen. I read the script. Uh, no big deal. But that's a very small part because I would like to enjoy the movies and be surprised and in it like everyone else. But um, from what I read, we'll just say spoiler alert here, and just in case it was the actual thing. Oh, I haven't read that much. I, I've chosen to avoid a lot of it for uh, 
Well, the one thing I can I don't know that I can be surprised. The one thing I can tell you that was in the script and it by the casting of the new movies, um, the original cast was in it, and they had kids, which it sounds like is probably the case for the new movies. Uh, like Han and Leia have at least one kid. I believe Luke has a kid somehow. Like, I'm not really sure who would mate with Luke, but whatever. What? Uh, he's a he's a bit of a loser. That's not allowed. Yeah, but anyways, um, so yeah, I think that, like it's gonna transition to their kids and follow the adventures of their kids. And beyond that, I don't remember anything specific. I just remember that they had kids and the story focused on them. But then like. Luke and Leia and Han are still in it, and Chewie's in it, and I'm pretty sure R2-D2 and C-3PO will be, because, well, they can't really die, they're machines. So, <laughs> yeah, I think but, um, I think that's the way it's going to go. So, how, how, like, how does, say, episode 6 end, right? Like, so the Empire is destroyed, but then, like, does it go back to a Republic? There's obviously Stormtroopers in the new one. Yeah, based on the on the teasers and stuff. Uh, so I mean, there's obviously yeah, you know, hundreds of those guys still around. Are they just prisoners now? Yeah, I don't. They, those are details. Are they like a police force or what? Those are details I don't remember. Um, and it happens. It's like traditionally, they're the movies are ten years apart. Like there's ten years that pass between movies. Uh, I think this one's more. I think when it when they pick between up between movies or. No, between movies. Oh, really? Um, maybe not in the in the older ones, because I mean they don't age that much. But then again, um, it's Empire, right? When Luke goes to Jabba's palace. Yeah. Yeah. So he all of a sudden is like, you know, a very powerful master Jedi, allegedly. But yeah, it wouldn't have been ten years for that one, but. It, I think it's ten years for the other one. That's how Anakin grows up. Yeah, yeah, that one makes more sense. Yeah, or at least like yeah. I, I don't know if it's ten years or five years, and years might work differently in their galaxy far, far away. But uh, <laughs> there's well, definitely you're going light speed all over the place. I'm sure the aging process gets changed. Yeah, jumping into hyperdrive and whatnot. Um, yeah. What do they call it? Not hyperspace. Uh, light speed, isn't it? Yeah, making the jump to light speed. Um, yeah, so Anakin ages pretty hard. No one else does. And then uh, all of a sudden him and Obi-Wan are buddies that have been on all these adventures So in the, in the third one. So I think a significant amount of time has passed between those movies and then... I don't know. I was for some reason I always had it in my mind that it was ten years. Maybe I'm wrong. This has happened before, very rarely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the one that I read, and I I only read episode seven. It was called, and uh, they they had kids when it started. So I'm not sure if they'll start there, or I'm sure they'll fill in the gaps. There'll be some kind of exposition to to let us know what happened and how things work now, but. Um, sorry, you gotta pay attention during the rolling script. Oh, um, yeah. So, you, you caught right up. 
Are you kidding me? When I go there, ugh, I'm just going to be glued to that screen. Yeah, so you're pretty excited for it, too? Of course! I don't know. I'm, I'm generally in these situations. I'm not the guy that lines up and like waits overnight or any insanity like that or dresses up. I'll usually wait maybe a week and then go and try to let the all the the hype and the and the idiots get out of the way, and then I can go and enjoy it in peace. But at the same time, there is something to be said for being in that hyper excited and ridiculous crowd. But my fear is they would influence my kind of feeling of the movie one way or the other. Like if they all come out and like, Oh, that sucked. That was garbage. I don't know. I like to go in. I like, as you know, I like to go in fresh. So, yeah. Um, but I, I definitely will be watching that in theaters though. That I can promise you. Oh yeah, of course. Even if I get my legs cut off in a terrible boating accident, I will find a way to get into that theater. No question. It's very vivid. Um, a boating accident. Yeah, there's a boat on the way to work. It's only $4,000. It's a pretty big boat, and it looks like it's in great shape. I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, as a guy that doesn't know anything about boats, I can't answer that question accurately, but uh, it looks like a nice boat. It looks like well, the kind of boat that you can go down below deck. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's got a, it's got the inboard motor, not an outboard motor. Yeah, you can, uh, you can uh, tug around on it. Yeah, just t- tug from one harbor to another. Just get tugging, tugging around, you know? Getting around doing my tugging. Tugging. Tugboat. <laughs> I said it. Well played. Um, GRP, yeah, we're time. I, I think, well, we're just at 47-ish minutes, almost. So, we've uh, right. we've put in a strong I, effort here tonight, I think. I have, a, I have a pretty quick and easy question. Yep. So, I guess, like, what... Yeah, good, good question. Yeah. Good question. Strong. Um, I think in the original trilogy, um, the older movies in this case, I mean, you you want to like Luke, but he's just kind of a winner in the first couple. I was never a huge fan of Luke. Yeah, I think I was. I would lean more towards Han. Um, you know, strong real male. Wow, male role model. Um, yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a kind of a badass, but also a good guy. I mean, he becomes a general in the Rebel Alliance. Um, yeah, you know if it if that's something you're you're looking to find someone to look up to, of course, gotta love Vader. Gotta love Vader. Um, absolutely loved Vader. The voice, captivating. Um, just take no prisoners. Do whatever you want. Although he does obey the Emperor to a point. Um, yeah, I'd say probably Vader if I had to pick between the two and the new trilogy. Um, yeah, probably Obi-Wan, I think, cause he's kind of the, 
you know, the white knight, the, the good guy, he's, he's like the one true good guy all the way through. Um, Yoda kind of craps on Anakin a little bit. He's kind of a dink, uh, with good reason as it turns out. Uh, Mace, Mace Windu also kind of awesome, but, uh, he's a little, a little too, I don't want to say overbearing, but he's just like, Oh no, this is happening. But like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's voice, I won't do that. Yeah. Don't won't do an impression. Cause it'll end up with me just swearing uncontrollably, <laughs> but yeah, I would probably say Obi-Wan and then, uh, and then Vader. How about you? I definitely grew in appreciation for Vader as I grew older. Just uh, how excellent of a character he was. Just the, the pinnacle bad guy. And just so cool. Well, yeah. the music didn't hurt. Um, I always found Luke and, uh, Luke and Han a little too obvious to be your favorite characters. Yeah. Never, I don't know, whenever I watch movies, I never like picking the obvious, the obvious guy. Um, but... I don't know, I like Chewie, I like R2, uh, I like the Ewoks, they were pretty cool too, I'd, I'd say Chewie and R2, maybe Boba Fett, yeah, I, I don't know, for another, he was always a, a pretty solid, badass kind of character, he just seems super evil to me, not even, I would say I like Jango Fett more than Boba Fett, why? I, Boba Fett was just... In the new movies, like the annoying little kid that just—I don't know—I just didn't. Something rubbed me the wrong way about him. But then Django was—I enjoyed his. I enjoyed him much more. He just was like he was an ass kicker that he just uh, was unstoppable and relentless until you know they cut his head off. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But you wouldn't judge Vader based on Anakin because I'm sure he was fairly annoying at times as well. Oh. Yeah, without question. And terribly frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know if it was the actor that played young Boba, but uh, yeah, I like him better when he's a, a bounty hunter, but to me, he's, he's too much of a minor character. Um, if we're going yeah, off the board a little bit, I would say, um, one, Jabba. Uh, lo- I love Jabba, how he just has his whole empire and... Looks like he was living pretty high on the hog. Um, you know. The huts are gangsters, Chase. Well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't aspire <laughs> to be that? Um, and yeah, then in that true. same vein, the Rancor was pretty beloved. Oh, by all. Yeah, you those two two guards that come in and find him dead at the end and then start crying. That's that's That was a sad yeah, moment. Well, right? they, find, they find him hurt at the end. <laughs> Oh, I think he's pretty dead with that door crushing his skull. And then he he just, like, passes out, assumedly dead. Yeah, I guess so. I'd like to see a spin-off where he doesn't die, he just was hurt, and then he, like, shows him, like, a rocky montage of rehabbing, and and then it just follows. <laughs> they let him loose, and it follows, like, his day-to-day. Probably pretty boring. I feel like he's just a wild animal. Yeah, I've seen a, a different, just, like, still cartoons of that where... The guy, the, the the shirtless guard guy, kind of gets him as like a little. It's like puppy sized. Yeah. And like raises him up into this huge monster, <laughs> and then it gets hurt, and then it shows him afterwards. It's got a big bandage on its head, and he's like taking care of it. <laughs> pretty, pretty beloved. That's funny. <laughs> um, 
I would agree with you for new trilogy. Uh, Obi Wan, one hundred percent. It just it shows it shows why he's he's the one that uh, the only chance for Leia kind of to begin with. Yeah, kind of goes out pretty early in, in Episode Four, and you kind of like, oh, he was he was the only hope. Oh well, great. You kind of see why he's in that position, why he's the only one left, or one of the only ones left, because he's just yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, badass. Yeah, I. He's a good ass. He's a good guy. He's a good ass. Badass. That's perverse. Badass. Perverse comments from the GRP. Um, one thing when. Speaking of Obi-Wan in episode four, when he just turns off his lightsaber and lets Vader at him, the first time I saw it, I was too young to really comprehend. And I had, of course, hadn't seen the other ones. I was just like yelling at the TV, just livid that he would do that. Like, what is he doing? Um, yeah, so I did not understand. Even after watching the next two movies... It took like three or four more times probably for me to really get that he had to do that to become more powerful. Yeah, it took me time to realize that too. To to realize that the only way he could always be with Luke and always help Luke is if if he if he'd done that. Yeah, and cheated death, which wasn't that a dark side thing. Well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they were alluding to? Maybe. Well, I think, yeah, so it's kind of, and you know, I'm not nerdy enough to know, and nerdy's not the right word, but knowledgeable, I guess, I guess enough to know if uh, I heard, I don't know if I read it or heard it, but there was something at some point, it might have just been fan fiction, that Sith and Jedi stemmed from one previous, like, predecessor religion, and it kind of split and went into those two different like totally opposite things. I've heard. That. I've heard. I've heard that I think the Jedi were around, and one Jedi kind of realized he could go further with it if he was yeah more selfish and driven for power, and kind of started the Sith that way. Yeah, because that's the whole the the Emperor's whole thing that he really got his hook into Anakin with was, you know, being able to cheat death, and he heard of the one guy that learned how to do it and I'm assuming that was his master who taught him and then he murdered him it's a pretty sithy thing to do but uh yeah then Yoda does it so like who trained Yoda is the other question I've always wondered I think they say it at some point oh I don't know they they allude to it and uh they allude to the death thing in uh episode three when um oh yeah he says it straight up to Obi-Wan like when he's sending him away yeah, it says uh, that uh, they could, you can contact con- contact uh, Qui Gon. So yeah, so did Qui Gon train the Emperor? No, no. I feel Qui-Gon like trained Obi Wan. I feel like there's and Dooku, and Dooku trained Qui Gon. Yeah, and I don't know what was before that. The Emperor <laughs> would have trained Dooku. Well, he was that he was the apprentice, was he not? Dooku Wait, was the Dooku at one point was the apprentice of Darth Sidious. Yeah, but he was already a Jedi before then. Oh, he was a Jedi before that. Dooku was. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. true. 
Yeah, because yeah, he trained Qui Gon. He would have had to be a Jedi. Yeah, that's true. I feel like there's one. I I just want to want there to be one like the guy that learned how to cheat death, and then somehow he like trained Yoda. Like as if you look at it as a family tree, he's at the top. I I would say there is definitely a family tree that you could find within seconds of going on Google. There is without a doubt Jedi apprentice lineage. That will be the first thing I do when we're done this. Yes, without yeah. question, that would be awesome. If I find it, I'll put the link in the uh, whatever subtitle or whatever they call it for this podcast episode. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can post it on your uh, on your website there, the, the tugboat.ca. Oh, the tugboat.ca. What an excellent uh, what an excellent plug. I guess if we're gonna follow the template of you know real podcasts, I should ask uh, GRP if he's got anything to plug. some holes in the roof yeah I don't know be, be good to people <laughs> follow uh, your life by the Jedi way yeah follow the Jedi way um, since yep. Cheese isn't here I'll plug his stuff for him uh, Cheese's improv troupe is heating up I think they're going to have a big announcement soon so stay tuned for that I forget if he wanted shut me to front, shut the front door yeah I don't know if he wanted me to promote the name or not or if he was trying to keep it separate I guess he'll tell me assuming that he listens to this which I'm sure he won't but uh, okay. we'll just edit that out then yeah we'll get the guy to edit that out but uh, yeah Cheese, Cheese is doing stuff um, the tugboat.ca is really all I'm I'm all about so okay well I guess we're uh, we're at 58 minutes here so we should probably just wrap it up tight and put a bow on it all right well this has been a conversation thanks to uh guest host grp for stepping in and cheese's absence and uh we'll uh thanks for having me yeah you betcha we'll uh we'll catch you the next time we do this so good luck good night and eat more pork